Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Peak, and we are cruising right along through July. Yeah, the temperatures are heating up. The summer is here. We're having these crazy thunderstorms. It's really crazy here in uh, in South Carolina. Um, a lot of grass growing. A lot of a lot of thick grass. A lot of stuff to do. A lot of yard maintenance. And uh, this past week, I worked third shift, so it was a struggle to be asleep during the day. Um, I don't know how people do it on a regular basis. I used to do that when I was younger, uh, back when I was probably, I don't know, 20 years old, uh, just before my first, uh, son was born. I was working third shift at a hospital, uh, 7 PM to 7 AM. And back then, um, I don't know, I was just easier to adapt to working third shift. Um, but I was needed to do some shuttling, uh, shuttling doubles from Florence to Goldsboro in uh, North Carolina. That's about a two and a half hour drive up there um, and back is, you know, five plus you add in the dropping and hooking and such. And, you know, I was typically running around eight hours uh, per night doing that, which was a lot less physically strenuous than doing the stuff that I was doing day to day before that. Um, I was only needed for the week and I was glad to get my sleep back on my wife's schedule once the week was over, but it was a nice break from the heat. It was a nice, you know, change of scenery, if you will. Um, it was lonely. It was quiet. It was a nice downtime, nice time to have my thoughts to myself and, uh, not much else. Um, listen to a lot of XM radio, the uh, lithium channel hearing some music from my youth. That was really nice. I enjoyed that. But uh, I had a lot of time to sit and think and reflect about things. And, you know, when you're doing that, sometimes things come up that are like, you know, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening. Well, I had that happen this week. Um, I was working and I would typically come home about the time my wife would get up for work. I, uh, didn't want to have our areas like impose on each other. Like I didn't want to get in her way while she was getting ready for work. And I knew that, you know, as soon as she was gone, then I could lay down and I could go right to sleep. Uh, so I would stay awake while she was getting ready. And then as soon as she left, I would go lay down and immediately go to sleep. Well, like I said, it's hard to sleep during the day. So I would take some medicine to try to sleep and it would help. And sometimes I would wake up just, you know, maybe four hours later and be like, Oh, why am I awake now? I should be still sleeping. I need more sleep. And so I have to take something again to go back to sleep. Well, this one particular time I happened to wake up, I had missed some phone calls and some text messages and stuff like that. And I thought, well, let me just open my phone for a second and see what's going on on Facebook. And I had decided to follow our local civic center here in Florence, South Carolina. It's uh, I think they call it the Florence center. I don't know why they changed it from civic center to Florence center was the big deal. Um, anyway, uh, for whatever reason, I followed them. I, I don't exactly remember why, but they sent me a notification and said, Hey, by the way, um, <laughs> your favorite comedian, Burt Kreischer is coming to Florence. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, what, what are you talking about? And they said, yeah, presale goes on tomorrow at 10 AM. I'm like, oh, 10 AM. So this, I got this Tuesday and I'm like, Holy crap. I get to see Burt come to Florence in October on a Saturday. Oh my goodness. It's so great. It's perfect. That's awesome. I can't believe this is happening. And 
you know, I reached out to my friends immediately and sent them a link and said, hey, you guys, we need to buy tickets to this because this is going to be, he's here. Like, he's coming to us. He's coming here. And, of course, you know, a lot of my friends um, immediately responded with, yes, I'll be there. My brother reached out. Uh, you know, a couple of friends are now going to come. And, and you know, I had to reach out to Kyle Hardy as well. I'm like, Kyle, dude, Bert's coming to Florence. He's like, what? Because he didn't know. I mean, I wouldn't have known if I hadn't had the link that just suddenly popped up on my Facebook feed. But I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and get tickets. This is going to be great. And so I went online and I tried to look it up and it said, no, no, no. It said it's tomorrow, tomorrow at 10 a.m. I was like, okay, fine. So, you know, I did my normal thing. Um, went to work, come home, go to sleep. And I woke up and it was like 1040 and I was like, oh, tickets, I got to get tickets. So I went ahead and hopped online and as luck would have it, I was able to get some tickets at a decent price. And secured those and went ahead and, you know, took snapshots and uh, sent the cue codes to everyone going. And I was like, cool, I got that done. I can go to sleep. And I went to sleep and uh, woke up later. Um, I got a phone call from Kyle. He's like, dude, I just got your stuff. I, what do you mean he's coming to Florence? I didn't see the thing. And I was like, here's the link. He's like, oh my goodness, I have to, I have to see what I can do to maybe, you know, meet him again and hang out. It'd be cool. I was like, yeah, it'd be awesome. So fingers crossed, I'm really hoping that uh, somewhere out of all this, uh, I get to maybe hang out or say hey or whatever. That'd be really cool. Um, a long time ago, you know, you take inspiration from things that you hear. A long time ago, I heard, I think it was Charles Barkley who came on and he told, you know, the media, he says, listen, parents out there, don't look at me as a role model. I'm not a role model. And... At the time, he was right. I mean, he was living kind of a, a crazy life as a pro star athlete, and he was very aggressive on the court. And, you know, he was like, I'm not the guy that you want to be like. Um, and then years later, I overheard, uh, well, I didn't overhear, but I heard uh, Tim Tebow say on a some kind of media thing that he was doing, saying uh, to everyone out here who says that you don't want to be a role model, whether you realize it or not, we're all role models. We all represent to someone what we are and what we want to be or don't want to be and even if we're not meaning to that other people are paying attention so you have a choice you can either be a positive role model or a negative one and i thought okay well that's good you know i'm i'm, I'm i want to be a positive role model i want to try to do the right thing i want other people to think about me when they think about doing the right thing and, and when they reference me they'd be like oh we can count on that guy you know what i mean that sort of thing. And so I modeled my life that way um, for, a, for a long time. And I learned along the, the way that you listen to people who are successful and they like to share how they got successful and they'll tell you little tidbits of information that help. One of the things that I heard was um, Bert on his podcast, the Bertcast, talking about how he wanted to do some, to achieve some things. And, and his wife was like, you got to put it out there in the universe. Otherwise it's never going to happen. And he was like, what does that mean? And she says, you got to say it out loud and know that it's a goal and know that it's achievable and go after it. And until you do that, until you verbalize it and put it out there in the world, then it's never going to happen. So everything that you want, say it, say it on a regular basis, say the thing that you want to happen all the time. Now on this podcast, I have said, because of this comment, I want to meet Bert and Leanne. I want to talk to them. I want to say thank you. I want to. I want them to understand how much of a fan I've been and how much I appreciate all the motivation and things along the way that have helped. 
it's small bits of things, but it adds up over time. It's like Bert talked about how he met a fan one time and the fan said, listen, I'm a fan. And he's like, okay, thanks. He's like, no, no, no. I think you understand. I'm a fan. He goes, okay. Yeah, I'm a fan of things too. He goes, no, no. Listen, I bought into you when hardly nobody knew you. And I've been telling all my friends about you and I really don't have a lot going on in my life. So when you make it, I feel like I've made it. When you become successful, I feel like I've succeeded. So I want you to know that I'm a fan. And to Burt Kreischer, I want you to know I am a fan. I started watching you years ago, back when you did early days of television, you know, Hurt Burt, uh, Trip Flip, all that stuff. I kept egging people on to check out your stuff. And as soon as you came anywhere close to my area for comedy, I bought tickets and I brought friends and I encouraged people to listen and sent them podcast clips and all sorts of things that I'm sure if they'll tell you, um, part of the time they were probably disgusted by the fact that I kept sharing stuff, but also I made them fans of you as well, kind of kicking and screaming along the way, but I made them fans of you as well. (laughs) And, you know, I'm, I'm excited that everything is working out. I'm excited that, you know, the two bears, uh, one cave podcast is taken off and I'm, I'm, I'm tickled that other people now understand the fact that you and Tom are friends and not adversaries the way that uh, your mom's house was going after you for a while with the silly stuff. I mean, Tom's funny and all that, and and you guys are great together, and I just like how it's all working out. Uh, even the Two Bears Racing idea is really smart. The the sports promotion, the, all the ideas, listen, Again, nothing happens if you just keep your mouth quiet. I have a YouTube channel, okay? And I get comments on my YouTube channel sometimes that are pretty negative. Um, I'll be learning how to do something and put a, put a solution on the internet. Hey, I figured out how to do this. And someone will go, God, you're such an idiot. I can't believe you made this video. Why, why didn't you just research other videos? And I'll go, wait, there was no videos. Like I was the first video that ever asked this question. I have a question video out there. Like I really didn't know how to do something. And I looked it up and there was no videos out there. So I had a question video and I said, I said, how do I do this? That's how, that's how it's titled. And immediately I get messages saying, who posts a video saying how you do this? Well, if you're posting a how to video, I said, this isn't a how to video. I asked how, and then I got, so I got people that gave me solutions and then I put the solutions in the description of the, of the whole thing and nobody bothers to read it. Nobody bothers to click on the links. Nobody bothers to follow along the wormhole of going, oh, this is how you fix that. Okay. Because I have a solution video that says how to fix of the same thing. It's like a mowing bathroom faucet thing. But this guy wrote me recently this nasty thing. And, and I wrote back and I said, I, I got this from, from watching my uh, Second Chance Church, uh, Perry Noble puts on YouTube. Um, he said, if you don't like criticism, then say nothing, be nothing, and do nothing. It's as simple as that. If you don't want people to criticize you, say nothing, do nothing, and be nothing. Well, I'm not that person. So I got to understand that criticism is going to come no matter what. And I have to keep pushing forward no matter what, because that is what I want. I want to put the positivity out in the universe. I want people to think positively about their life. I want them to understand that sometimes bad things happen and it's okay. It happens. 
and you can learn from it and you can grow from it and you can move forward. There's a lot that happens in my life where I want to go. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to give up, but I can't because that doesn't get me anywhere. It doesn't get me what I want out of life. It doesn't, it doesn't reward me in any way. So I got to stay focused and I got to move forward and I got to continue to remember to motivate other people to do the same thing. Cause that's how this works. We all help each other. We all role models to each other, whether we realize it or not good, bad, or indifferent. The things we do affects other people. So hopefully when this whole wild roller coaster of life is over, someone will say, wow, I learned something. You helped me. Thank you. That's all I want. That's it. That's all. So anyway, let's talk about some stuff I heard. Okay. Cause I heard, told you about Bert coming to Florence, right? All right. So go online, get your tickets, bertbertbert.com or anywhere you buy tickets, Ticketmaster, or if you want to walk up to the window, go ahead and do that. October 8th, coming to Florence. Tickets are selling out fast. You better get them. All right. Um, if it asks for a promo code, enter the word birdie boy, B-E-R-T-Y-B-O-Y. All is one word, okay? I just saw that as a promo thing. I don't know what it'll save you, but just anyway. Okay, so because I work third shift and because I ended up with a day off in between there, or a night off, I guess you'd say, um, I got to watch a lot of comedy shows. I mean, pretty much all of them. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much every comedy show that was on Netflix I got to watch. Uh, I really liked uh, Dave Chappelle's induction um, thing where it's like the Duke Ellington Award or something like that. They wanted to rename their school or their theater department after him, and he was like, no, I don't want to do that. But he explains why, and he explains the whole path and what it meant, and it, and it was good. It was very good. I really enjoyed that. Um, the, uh, there's a few that I didn't care for that much. Um, you know, but there were some good ones out there too. Um, what's her name? I can't remember. Camilla, uh, Crystal. I don't know. It's middle class. Middle classy is the name of the, the show. God, what is that? I bet I could Google it. So I'm on this new thing now where I'm trying to like Google as I'm doing the podcast, Netflix comedy, middle, what do I call it? Middle classy. Um, yeah. Chris, Christella Alonzo, middle classy. That was funny. She's good. She's good. I like that one. Um, she, she's, uh, she's a, she's a hoot. You got to check that out. But anyway, um, I also watched a couple of shows and I've been watching these shows for a while, but it's, it's one of these things where I didn't want to comment on it until I finished it. Um, on HBO, there's a show called Euphoria. Um, it's apparently based on uh, a show that was originally from, let's see, what does it say? An Israeli TV show based on the same name. Um, it's about a character named Rue. It's played by Zendaya. She's the chick from uh, the Spider-Man movies with uh, Tom Holland. Um, she's in high school. She's a drug addict in the show. She's having a rough time of things. And the show is not all about her drug use, but it is sort of. Um, it's also about her friends who are dealing with a lot of really tough issues at the time. And 
it's compelling to watch. Um, she has a, a friend named Jules, who's a transgender girl, um, trying to figure out where she belongs in all this world. Uh, there's a guy named Nate, who's a jock, who uh, has anger issues, trying to mask his sexual insecurities. Uh, a guy named Chris, who's a football star out of high school, trying to find it harder to make it in college. Uh, a girl named Cassie, whose sexual history continues to plague her, I guess you'd say. Uh, a woman named Kat, whose body-conscious teen exploration into her sexuality. And different classmates um, and how their day-to-day -day life is kind of riddled with anxiety and empathy and candor and all that stuff. And how they all inter intertwine with each other. Um, back uh, whenever Grey's Anatomy came out, there was a guy, they all called him McSteamy. Uh, his uh, name is Eric Dane. He's in the movie. He's in the show. Um, he's not a good guy. <laughs> uh, but he's probably the most known star besides uh, Zendaya. Um, there's also a couple of characters in there that I didn't expect to really like that I did. Uh, one of the guys is one of her friends who's kind of her drug dealer in a way, uh, but he's also a friend. Um, and and the, here's, the, here's the thing about the show that I like the most. Every episode starts off with her narrating a character and talking about how that character grew up and why they are the way they are. And it sort of explains things in a different light and it gives the characters more color and texture as a person so that you're not just at face looking at these people going, God, these people got a screwed up life. Yeah, we all do. We all have messy, screwed up lives. And whether we want to talk about it or not, we're all trying to deal with it the best we can. Okay. The show is, is at times tough to watch because of the severity of how horrible their lives get. And that's also true with our own lives. Um, there's so much in this show that I relate to with friends and family and struggles that I've seen close people to me go through. Um, it's definitely worth a watch if you're interested. Um, I highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max. Okay. Um, Westworld is out, by the way. I'm also watching the new season of Westworld, which is... Uh, which is mind melting at best. Um, <laughs> it's almost like you have to rewatch Westworld to understand what's happening in each ep episode of Westworld. And then you have to watch the commentary afterwards for them to explain what you just watched. Cause you're like, I am so lost <laughs> at, at every turn as they're going through things. You're not sure when, what the time frame is, what's happening, how it's happening, who's making the calls, who's, who's real, who's a robot, who's it's crazy. It's a crazy show. Um, but anyway, I finished Euphoria. There's two seasons. They've already been renewed for a third. Um, I have no idea where they're going to take the show now. I think they originally sold it as two two seasons. Um, I can't imagine what they're going to do for a third. But anyway, um, I also watched The Terminalist. Now, I've got a friend that I went to high school with, uh, Thomas Jackson, and he, on Facebook every now and then, posts some show then he he'll post the the link and he's like if you guys have watched this you need to and pretty much everyone he suggested has been on the money good and he early on whenever this hit amazon he watched it and he wrote back and he was like you all gotta watch this this is good the terminal list stars uh chris pratt um 
I don't know if he signed like some kind of multi-project deal with Amazon, but he's phenomenal in this. Um, he plays like a Navy SEAL guy who um, his mission goes sideways. And when he comes home, um, the people who survived the mission or have any information are killed along the way uh, in supposed suicides and they try to do him the same way and he makes it out and it turns out to be a huge conspiracy that's covered up and he has to uncover everything while everybody thinks he's the bad guy and it's a crazy show with incredible acting incredible direction the writing in this is really awesome and there's even a reveal at the very end where you're like wait what i mean it's just it's so intense um, and good and sad. Um, yeah, there's a lot that happens in this show and he is phenomenal in this. I mean, really phenomenal. So shout out to Chris Pratt. That's awesome, dude. Um, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of that (laughs) and I don't know if you guys care, but you know, maybe that gives you something to watch along the way. Uh, I've also been watching Matt's off-road recovery on YouTube Um, he's been doing a lot of neat rescue projects and they're also building a mega tow truck, uh, to go out into the field and recover large vehicles. It's supposed to be the, one of the largest recovery vehicles ever with a, with a crane, whatever you call it on the back, um, boom on the back. Um, yeah, it's a crazy build that they're doing and I'm enjoying watching it. I'm actually enjoying the way they produce the show and the fact that uh, everybody on the show chips in and they all help. And it's just, it's wholesome and it's neat. And when they mess up, he says, Hey, we messed that up. I made a mistake. <laughs> I like that because life's not perfect. You know what I mean? So anywho, um, also here in Florence, if you live in Florence or the Charleston area, uh, Victor Webster has been on the podcast. He's one of the owners of Sweetgrass Vodka. They came out with a limited edition bourbon. I'm showing a picture of it right here on YouTube. You guys can see the picture. I'm holding it up to the camera. Uh, age six years. I made a comment that uh, I'm going to do a live tasting on the air. Um, not today. I'm going to wait till I have a friend with me. Uh, we're going to do a sampling together. Uh, until then, it's going to remain sealed. So just putting that out there in the universe. When you get here, buddy, we're going we're gonna to have a sample. Okay. All right. And that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you to everybody for the support. I know a couple of podcasts ago, I was kind of like bummed out and like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this by myself. And I don't. Um, but, you know, I'm like anybody else. I have good days. I have bad days. And some days this feels like work. And on that day, it felt like work. Today, it didn't feel like work. So it just, it is what it is. Okay. Um, we all do our best and sometimes we fall short. So uh, thank you to everybody who's been supportive. I appreciate it. And, um, I lost my cow. I'm still sad about losing my cow, but, uh, I'll try to do my best to put my own movie in. All right. So till then cue the cow.